Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Hello, friend. You are here for episode six of the Love Your People Well podcast. If you didn't listen yet to episode five, we were digging into what it means to love yourself well and why it matters that you take time to love yourself well, not just other people, but yourself, because girl, you matter. Don't think that you don't matter. So go back and listen if you haven't listened to episode five, but today we're going to dig into the how. Now, we're not going to look at every possible strategy for how you can love yourself well. There are thousands of books on this topic. We will hit on many different ideas over the course of this podcast, but today I'm going to dig into some specific how real life strategies that build from the what in episode five. Because we talked about knowing yourself, monitoring your needs, and acting intentionally to meet those needs, that that is part of what it means to love yourself well. So today, those are the specific areas I'm going to speak to some practical strategies for how to do that. But first, I'm going to start with a quick disclaimer. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and professional counselor in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast is not counseling. This is not personal advice to your situation. And if you do think that professional therapy is something that would be helpful for you, I would encourage you to check out the link in the show notes to a page on our website that just kind of walks through some encouragement and advice about how to think about pursuing counseling and when that might be helpful, and then some ideas about how to find a great counselor. That is loveyourpeoplewell.com backslash counseling. Okay, with that in mind, let's dive into today's episode. The first practical how-to strategy that I would suggest for loving yourself well is pressing in to that what category of knowing yourself, knowing your strengths and knowing your struggles. And a practical way to do that is to set aside time on a regular basis. Now I'm talking like once a year, maybe once a quarter, not necessarily every week, but sitting down on a regular basis and making a list put a line down a piece of paper and on the left side, write down the things that are your talents, the things you are passionate about, that you enjoy, the strengths that you have. On the right side, you're going to make a list of your struggle areas, the things that you wish you were better at, that you wish were a little bit different in your life, the things that tempt you that you struggle with. So for myself, as an example of what this looks like for me, if I sit down today and I'm making this list, I'm going to cover it in prayer first and foremost, because I don't want to have an unrealistic picture of what I'm good at or what I'm struggling with. And on that list, in the strengths column, there's going to be a note that I am very good at listening to people. Now, that doesn't mean I always do it perfectly. But it does mean that that is a talent that the Lord has given me, and it's an area that I have invested in over the years as I've become a counselor, not to mention I've gotten married and had friends and tried to have good relationships with people. I'm a good listener. And so I want to acknowledge that and write that on my left side of my column as a strength. And then on the right side, 
One of the struggles that I would have to acknowledge if I sat down today, and today was the day when I'm writing my list, I would have to acknowledge that patience is a struggle for me. And again, that doesn't mean I'm always impatient. It does mean that I'm more impatient than I would like to be. It does mean that I'm home all day with three little kids who are very needy. Of course they're needy. They're like a year and a half old. They need my help. They need my attention. They need my energy. They need my affection. And there are times when I lose my patience. Now, thankfully, that doesn't mean I'm like throwing things across the room or or acting all crazy because I'm impatient. But it does mean that I grumble. And it does mean that I sometimes speak a little more harshly than I would like to because I struggle with patience. And so that would need to go on my list of struggles. So that is strategy number one. Sit down, talk to the Lord about it, and make a list of some of your strengths and some of your struggles. And then the second strategy would build from that to consider your schedule, your routine, and find time or opportunities where you can press into those strengths and where you can try to work on those struggles. Pressing into our strengths often means things like saying yes to a volunteer opportunity because we know it's something that we are good at and we have the time for. Or it might mean um, allowing time in your schedule for hobbies. I enjoy reading, and so most nights, yes, we're very busy, I don't do this every night, but most nights I'm getting 15, 20, 30 minutes in to do some reading before I go to bed because I enjoy that and that is pressing into those strengths. On the struggle side, impatience, one of the ways that I have tried to deal with this is looking at my routine throughout the day and adding reminders to myself to pray for patience. Um, One of my favorite ways to do that is writing scripture verses about that issue on a note card and sticking them on the bathroom mirror. And I tend to do this in our, um, our master bathroom. So it's not like if we have guests over, they're looking at all of my scripture verses. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but sometimes I'll wind up with quite a few on there. Scripture verses so that every time I pop in the bathroom, I'm going to brush my teeth, I'm going to wash my hands. I'm reminded of God's truth in this area that I'm struggling with. And that's helpful for me. That might not be helpful for you. That's just one idea. But whatever it looks like in your life, in your routine, in your home, in your schedule, I am confident the Lord is giving you opportunities to press into your strengths and to try to deal with, wrestle with your struggles. The third strategy, um, I'm going to break this down actually into five different areas because the third practical strategy is monitoring your needs and acting intentionally to meet those needs. If you listen to episode five, that sounds familiar because I said that is the what. What it means to love yourself well, part of that is monitoring your needs and then doing something about it, meeting that need intentionally. So I want to offer five different um, categories for where we have needs, every single one of us, and then some ideas about how we can act intentionally to meet those needs. The five different areas that every single person has needs is our physical health, our mental health, emotional health, relational health, and spiritual health. So when we think about our physical, mental, emotional, relational, spiritual health, these are all areas where we go through seasons in life, every single one of us, 
where we might be strong in some areas and we might be weak. We all have days or maybe even just times of the day when we find ourselves needing something to boost how we're feeling physically, how we are reacting emotionally to boost our health in one of these areas. So let me offer a few practical ideas pressing into each of these five areas. One of them is physical health. And what is helpful here on a practical level is just to take note of the things you do during the day that make you physically feel good and the things that don't. For myself, I love to have a cup of coffee in the morning, but I know that if I have a cup of coffee after about one or two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not going to sleep very well that night. And so yes, that might mean that I'm really tired at three o'clock in the afternoon, but one of the ways that I can practically love myself well is to be aware of that physical need that caffeine can't be in my body after a certain time of day. I'm just not going to sleep well. If I don't sleep well, I'm not going to feel very good the next day. And so as I've noticed that pattern for myself, I can act intentionally to enjoy that cup of coffee in the morning. Sometimes I have two. It's true. I'm not going to go so far as to say I have three, but that's mostly because I don't really like lukewarm coffee and I get too busy to finish multiple cups of coffee. But I'm going to say no to that cup of coffee in the afternoon. Mental health. This is another area where practically we need to notice how we are thinking throughout the day, how we are talking to ourselves, about ourselves, and is that moving in a good direction or an unhelpful or even unholy direction. And then that practical strategy is just to notice where are my thoughts taking me, and if it's not in a good place, to redirect them. Sometimes for me that means distracting myself, just like get up and go do something else because then I'm going to be thinking about something else. Sometimes it means just kind of catching myself. I tend to get kind of lost in a grumble cycle. I'll talk about this in an upcoming episode because grumbling in our thoughts is a huge issue. And so anytime you notice yourself grumbling, something little might happen and five minutes later, you've already finished the whole argument that you're going to have with your friend and it's all played out in your mind because she arrived four minutes late for your coffee date. But you know what? All that other stuff didn't actually happen. It happened in your mind. It impacted how you felt. It's impacting how you're thinking. It's impacting your mental health but it wasn't necessary because she shows up and she has a great excuse for why she's a few minutes late and you move on with your life. So noticing your thought life and redirecting it when it's not moving in a healthy direction is a practical way that we can take care of our mental health and love ourselves well. Emotional health, that's another area that I want to speak to because so many women struggle to make time I'm not talking about just finding time. Oh, hey, look, I have an extra five minutes. But intentionally making time to do things that you enjoy, to do things that relax you. There's kind of a buzzword right now in the social media about self-care. And that's exactly what I'm talking about here. Doing things that take care of yourself, that re-energize you, that refresh you, that build you up emotionally. We actually have a brand new, totally free resource for you. I hope you'll click on the link in the show notes. I'll mention this again at the end, but it's the 51 self-care ideas checklist because so many of us struggle to just know what we could do. Okay, I do have an extra five minutes. 
what can I do that's actually going to encourage me and build me up and refresh me and not just find me zoning out on Facebook or whatever it might be. We can use that time well and carve out time in our schedule to do things we enjoy, to engage in self-care activities to build up our emotional health. I also want to speak to relational health because one of the practical everyday strategies that helps us love ourselves well by building up our relational health is taking note of our boundaries with other people. I know that boundaries is a huge messy box of worms. Friend, we are not opening that box today. We will have plenty of episodes coming up about how to set good boundaries with people, how to deal with broken boundaries with people. But today, I just want to encourage you as a practical strategy to notice what your boundaries are. Who are the people or what are the situations where you find it really hard to say no? And just take note of that because it's probably going to circle back to strategy number one and go on your list of struggles. We all struggle in different ways with boundaries. But if we want to love ourselves well by intentionally investing in our relational health, we need to know what our boundaries are so that we can potentially work on them if we need to. Okay, I'm going to close this out thinking about our spiritual health and ways we can act intentionally to invest in our spiritual health. Now, I hit on this a lot in episode four with some practical ways to love God well, which of course would pour into our spiritual health. The practical little tiny thing I want to highlight today is to to identify what is it that you enjoy when you're spending time with the Lord and make sure to do it. One of the things I'm going to highlight for myself, I love to have a hot cup of whatever, tea, coffee, it kind of depends on the time of day, Um, but having a just a hot mug of some delicious beverage that just smells great, like that just engages my senses when I'm sitting down to open the Bible and to spend time with the Lord. Now, of course, I can have a great quiet time without my hot beverage. Sometimes it's just a regular old cup of water. Sometimes it's none of the above. That can still be a wonderful time with the Lord. But it is an extra special, intentional blessing to myself when I can sit down with that nice cup of like hot lemon tea and you're just sniffing. It's just like, oh, this just smells so good. I'm so encouraged right now. Does that change what's in the Bible? No. Does that change what the Holy Spirit is going to tell me during that time? No. Does that change how connected I feel with this moment in my busy day? Absolutely. It does. I'm more easily able to connect with the Lord when I have that hot cup of coffee or that hot cup of tea or whatever it is. And of course, friend, I don't know what your thing is, those little moments that just really invigorate your time with the Lord, but I would encourage you to try to notice them so that you can be intentional about having that as part of your time with the Lord. Okay, let me recap what we've hit on today, because I know it is just a drop in the bucket of all the different ways that you can love yourself well, but they are particularly building on what we talked about of what it means to love yourself well. And I don't want you to get kind of lost in the shuffle with, oh gosh, now I've got a thousand things that I want to try. Just pick one and go for it and see how it impacts your life. The strategies that we hit on today are number one, to set aside time to sit down, talk to God and make a list of your strengths and your struggles. 
And then number two, to review your schedule, review your routine, and find time and opportunity to try to use your strengths and enjoy them and try to deal with or grow in those areas where you struggle. The third strategy is to be intentional about your health in these five different areas and to find little ways throughout the day to care for yourself in these different areas. Monitoring your needs, where am I not doing so great, where am I doing well, and then to intentionally do things or add it into your schedule or ask for help or find some way to meet that need. We talked about physical health, mental health, emotional health, relational health, and spiritual health. So friend, with all of that in mind, I want you to know, just one closing thought, that it is totally normal to put other people first and yourself last. To a degree that is spiritually healthy because the Lord calls us to be humble. He calls us to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. He calls us to give preference to other people ahead of ourselves. But he does not call us to ignore our needs. He does not call us to think negatively about ourselves, to never do something that we enjoy. He calls us into an abundant life with him. And part of that is doing things that we enjoy, is loving ourselves well. So if this is something you struggle with, you're in the right place, sister. We're going to talk about this quite a bit in the course of this podcast. But for today, wrapping things up, I would encourage you to take a moment and download the 51 self-care ideas checklist that we have available for you. The link is in the show notes, totally free, just to provide some ideas. You're not going to love every idea. There's going to be some on there that you're going to think, wow, people enjoy that. (laughs) And that's totally fine. It doesn't need to be a list where you're actually doing all 51 ideas. It's just a list to jumpstart your creativity in thinking about how can I take care of myself in small, realistic ways every single day. If you have not yet hit subscribe to this podcast, I hope that you will do that right now. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday, and I want you to be in the loop for those. And then my last encouragement to you is to ask you, to leave a review. If you have found anything about today's episode helpful or encouraging, if you've heard an episode so far that has just blessed you or you've found an action step, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That goes such a long way in in the algorithms and all that about spreading the word to new people because there are so many women out there who need encouragement, who would love to grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. And I would love for them to be able to connect with us and with this community. So leave a review. I would love to hear from you. There's lots of contact info there in the show notes. But for now, take a moment today. Do something that we talked about to love yourself well. Hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I will talk with you soon.